Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, Gina with Sidewalk Talk. This is one half of Pixel Terror, Bentley. Hello. <laughs> what up, Sidewalk Talk? Yeah. So you grew up in LA? I grew up in Texas. You grew up in Texas? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. We're in Texas. Uh, I grew up near Houston. How would your family and friends describe you going, growing up? Very creative. I was always the first to be picked in class to like come up with some sort of like creative project if it was like drawing or like something like that like everyone wanted to be on my team really for like those bonus points you know what i'm saying oh. um but it was like i mean it was for like bonus it was it was a it was pretty suburban you know just white ass kid lifestyle i guess what's the white ass kid lifestyle um i don't know i mean like i I, I played piano, I played guitar, mm -hmm. I was on football team, I was also acting, I was, I did acting. Oh, so you did, you did sports as well as... Um, yeah, well I went to a small, I went to a small school, so it wasn't like, it wasn't like quite, like, there's the jocks and then there's like, everyone kind of did everything, which was mm -hmm. kind of nice. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. That was not my school, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of where I got ADD from. <laughs> Just like wanting to do everything and like being able yeah. to almost. Yeah. Me and me and my friends were definitely like the 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 goons, but um, uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, I mean. How I, would I don't your know. family describe you? I uh, I mean, I I guess I always was very sort of like disciplined with whatever I was choosing to do at the time. Like it was just like very like honed in and focused and like um, if I wanted, if I liked doing, if I liked doing something, you know, whether, whether it was like video games or like, like I said, like drawing or, you know, even guitar, like I would just, I would just get, I would just be addicted to that for like weeks and weeks and weeks, you know? So. What are your, so where do you get your creative side from? What do your parents do? Did, who introduced you to guitar and piano? Someone following us. Everyone kind of, everyone, everyone wanted to, everyone wanted to play guitar and everyone wanted to. Um, oh, so no one really, not, like your parents weren't the people that. No, like, not you really. You to play this no, instrument. I mean, yeah, no. So you chose not, to? Not really, it was kind of like. Um, I mean, well, we did have to, my parents made us do piano lessons and shit, <laughs> but uh, did you like it at the time? Um, or were you kind of like it's kind I of did, a chore? It was kind of a chore, yeah. <laughs> and and I don't know, I, I like I learned guitar with like tabs and stuff, mm -hmm. so you know, my at the time I was more of just like, oh, I want to learn how to play this song, like, Coheed and Cambria, shout out. Um, I was like, I played all their songs. Oh, because you're really into and all you're that really shit. into emo, screamo stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metal and screamo. I feel like a lot of people were like yeah. you. If you weren't like super into hip hop, which like everybody's, everybody listened to Chingy and shit. You know, what I mean, like 
and and Eminem and all that stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, I'd go to a lot of a lot a lot of rock shows, and then you know I didn't really kind of start getting. I actually I listened to a lot of Daft Punk, and I'm sure I'm sure everybody fucking says that, but um, I listened very avidly to Daft Punk. Gorillas. I knew like all the lyrics of the Gorillas albums. Uh, all the lyrics of the Gorillas albums. Yeah. I don't. I think I only know that. Feel Finally, good. someone let me out of my cage. Now, <laughs> cough me is nothing because I you only count know that no feel age. good song. Um. Yeah, that one's a good. That's that's a good one. <laughs> um, and then Eiffel 65. I listen to. Listen to that whole album mm -hmm. and would like play with my Dragon Ball Z action figures, listening, just blasting that all day. <laughs> oh my god. What? Oh wow, okay. Sorry, you just said Dragon Ball Z and I got excited. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I noticed the uh. The One Punch Man? Oh, is that what that was? Do you not. Do you watch One Punch Man? No, I, I like have watched an episode and I keep hearing about how good it is. But. Um, how do you watch an episode and not continue? That's just because I don't my understand. life is making music now. Oh yeah. But I do need to like I don't know, I feel like the last like five years we've put in a lot of just like I guess the project is three years old now. Mm-hmm. But we we started Ari and I started making music together like four four, maybe almost five years ago. Mm -hmm. And we just have been pretty relentless about it. Yeah. And I feel like if you do that enough, you know, a lot of people talk about talk about just like five-year plans and like I feel like we're getting close to that point you know where once you hit like a bridge and you start touring and you, you can take time off to like do your thing we're just in kind of like grind mode and then hopefully someday I'm gonna be able to catch up on all my animes <laughs> is what I'm getting at basically Look at that. what age did you you're a talent booker that's how you found <laughs> How, what do you call that? Like a, a promoter? Mean, what? Well, when yeah, you found some, when you found some people, Aria. some people would call it a uh, some people would call it a promoter. Um, when did but you yeah, start no, it's that? A, well, so this actually right here is what? my company called Revolt. Uh, Revolt. And so oh, you that was you started it. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So we. After after college, I was like, I, I got into dance music kind of like while in college, like really, that was like when Benny Benassi was like popping off and mm -hmm. Justice and all that stuff. And I had been like, you know, I'd been like using GarageBand and, and messing around with stuff and not really like, it wasn't until college that I, well, I was DJing in college. So I started getting booked in Hollywood to like DJ shows. Mm -hmm. When and did you move to LA? To go to UCLA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I went. I came out here to go to college, UCLA. What you Dropped study? out after two years. Oh, I was in, I was in the. Where were you studying? I was in the uh, acting program. Oh, nice. Yeah. Can you cry on the spot? <laughs> um, I I, ha I have been able to in the past, but. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I was gonna say do it. <laughs> 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 I just. I wasn't as passionate about acting as I was music, but I kind of didn't really know. Like, I didn't take myself seriously as like mm -hmm. as someone who played an instrument at the time. Mm -hmm. So I started DJing naturally, like fucking <laughs> everyone does. <laughs> Every half talent moron. Uh -huh. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but 
you know, it starts somewhere. And so I, I actually started playing like a lot of big shows in college, started getting booked in Hollywood. And were um, your parents supportive of that decision? Uh, out of school? Not really. Well, not really, but um, what they say when they're when you said you're dropping out after two years? Well, out of state tuition at UCLA was gnarly, so my parents were pro my parents were kind of like <laughs> fucking great. Like we don't have to uh, help with that anymore. Oh, okay. Um, they were like, yeah, you know, like get get your residency in California. You can go back whenever. Or just you know, just work and mm -hmm. pay your bills and blah blah blah. I mean, I I was DJing and I kind of was just like, yo, none of these DJs are really doing that much cool stuff. They're just playing like in Hollywood and Vegas, and so. You know, I was like, I kind of made the decision, like, you know, I, I really want to take this seriously. Started producing myself. Um, I just produced as Bentley Montes at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and you then, were still using GarageBand or that's when you No, no, I, I wasn't, no, I started using Ableton in college, but I just, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I mean, even the, even the resources and the knowledge that was out there at the time were just like nothing like how it is now. Like you could be, you really can put in the time and like become a fucking killer producer in like a couple of years with all of the info that's on YouTube and shit now. Right. It's, it's insane. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so, uh, so yeah, I was I was I was producing and then I started this event company because we wanted to throw our own like bass music shows. How old are you? How old was I? Mm -hmm. When you started Revolt? I think it was like I think it was 24. Oh. And yeah oh, nice. and um started um, at 24 yeah i want to say around there um 20 i mean we had it going for it was going for like i think two or three years i kind of i kind of like just <clears throat> i don't know uh yeah i guess it had to be like three years because we started Pixel Terror, and a lot of a lot of people started just like, you know, supporting it. And I gradually just like got less enthusiastic about the shows that that we were throwing, and you know, um, I don't know. There were some political things that were happening with some of the, some of the you know co-owners of the company and whatnot, mm. and the vision wasn't exactly the same as it was when we started. So it kind of just dissipated. How long were you searching for you to find Aria? Um, I don't know. I'm pretty good at, pretty good at like finding new artists and like, you know, I would just, I just go through other artists likes and like, you know, just kind of sift through what I knew was good. And, and uh, you know, he was, he had like 200 followers at the time. And I just heard some of his big room music and was like, yeah, this is pretty, uh, is pretty good and then um so I, I booked him for one of our shows and uh and he didn't bring anybody to the show <laughs> i'm sure i don't know if he told you that but no he didn't <laughs> he didn't mention that <laughs> yeah he, he didn't bring anybody i was kind of like dude like you're supposed to bring like a few friends <laughs> that's the whole point but did he tell you why he did it he was just like i don't have any friends no. Oh. <laughs> I'm just playing. But I, I think at the time, like, because when I met Aria, you know, I was like 24, so he was, I think he was like 18. I was like, well, you know what? It's cool. I like, 
you know, I like your music and I've been like trying to like get into some new studios and like work on this and that and uh and then the first song we made was uh was a remix for Jackal's Animal Style. Shout out Jackal, it's good bro. <laughs> and um I had like just kind of met him around the scene once in a while and we kind of so, sort of interacted on social media and so I we just put made a video. This was like I don't know, a few only a few years into Instagram and shit at the time. Mm -hmm. So I just we just tagged him. I don't even think it was before it was before Instagram stories. I think we just put a post up and tagged him of like the remix we made and he was like, "Yo, that's fucking dope, mate. Send it to me." And we we're like, "Oh shit, okay, cool." So we sent it to him and then they ended up getting on Mad Decent. And from there, we were kind of like, well, that was fucking dope. So let's keep like, let's keep making some stuff. And then we made probably, I want to say five or six more tunes. We, we did a remix of actually Getter and Gasly 666. And I had met, I had met Gasly through the scene as well. Mm -hmm. And so he started playing out that remix at a lot of shows. And I don't know, I guess just kind of like it meshed. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't hear too many, to be honest, I don't hear too many crazy duo stories, but I'm always kind of curious because. Do they understand EDM? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do now, now that I've. Uh, what do they say when they hear your stuff? Uh, well, we're kind of like, for a while we were making only just crazy heavy shit. Mm -hmm. And now we're making, you know, we're trying to make like, we're trying to make some stuff that's a little more appealable to, you know, mass audience, or at least stuff that like I can show my grandma and she'd be like, oh yeah, I can, I can listen to this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my parents are like, yeah, go get them, just good luck or whatever, you know, I, you know, I pay my that's bills. Good. And, um, now it's now it's actually like, yeah, of course, now they're supportive after mm -hmm. year, years of, after years of struggle and um, strife, you know? you face any struggles within the music industry? Aside from constant personal doubt and, and self-hate and anguish, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I mean, I feel like every artist, like, always kind of is battling between some, some degree of what they think they should or could be doing and what they what they know their audience wants or what mm -hmm. um, or what they know will like give them a paycheck so it's always kind of like finding a balance right and I think I don't know I feel like for me for me I, I I'm I'm I've gotten to the point where it's kind of like all about the the flow. I mean, we 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 know we know it works, and we can do that well. And you know, I, I feel like there's there's definitely things that we could be doing that would shortcut us to maybe more festivals or this or that. But I feel like we've we've done a good job at maintaining our integrity and also like experimenting and like trying new things. Like our fans are always like very. Uh, open to us kind of dropping whatever you know like we've done like mid-tempo we've done <laughs> future bait when we went into the project we were like you know we 
it was it was also like right when slushy was blowing up and mm -hmm. you know all these like all these cotton candy cupcake artists <laughs> cotton candy Mar marshmallow and you know like whatever everyone has a food brand or whatever whatever it is well we so we were like what do we how do we want to like stand out in the climate and you know we've seen these brands work like even jaws like has become like something because of the shark squad but right. we didn't want it to be like just another fucking animal brand or whatever and so like i i i use some of my like art skills and i never really even done anything like digitally like i've only just done drawings and stuff but i've right. done like i i do know like graphic design illustrator and stuff so mm -hmm. i just made these little like Mega Man style versions of us because i was awesome. like i was like well i don't know if he told you but we did a we ha I, I had an idea to to for us to be called swine flu i know and then you were gonna give out bacon during your <laughs> I, think, I think that was a joke that i made i, I wasn't really i, I mean was, actually you know what nobody would be mad if i no, gave out bacon in that a would be show. no I, I was gonna say you should have kept that and but like like come on what are we gonna do like i would have gone cook it in the green room like how how are we gonna do that on uh, you know that's true like we're we gonna just bring already fried bacon that's cold i don't know <laughs> To be honest, we didn't put that much thought into it, but... It was a good idea. Um, it would be the best smelling show. <laughs> you're the first person to ever say it was a good idea. We were like, okay, well, what's, I don't know, what's going to be, what's authentic, you know? What's authentic to us? Mm -hmm. What do we want? Like, at the time, we weren't we weren't on Monster Cat, but we were like, yo, we we definitely, it was a definitely a personal goal of both of ours. Like, mm -hmm. yo, it's, it's it'd, be a, it'd be an EDM dream to get on Monster Cat. Yeah. And... We didn't want to be a ripoff of Pegboard Nerds, but we we kind of wanted the same sort of like nostalgic video game feel, like everything that we tended to make went in that direction. So mm -hmm. I don't know, it kind of just evolved on its own, and we were like, let's just make, let's just put ourselves into it. And then when we started working with other artists, someone was like, that's dope, but I want to be one of those little cartoons. So I ended up making one of, of them. It used to take a lot more time too. Like now I can knock it out and like an hour hour and a half mm -hmm. um but it became kind of like our little cult following thing like any producers that wanted to collab with us or that we remix that's awesome do, like, i love that and then just kind of like started creating like our yeah. own little world and you know I, I, I feel like a lot of people know us for that now mm -hmm. and we're now figuring out like okay how can we make this like even bigger like how can we scale this up what do we want our our like live shows to to be like and how do we make it how do we make it cool and memorable without being cheesy or something you know what i mean right so that's what we're uh, that's what we're figuring out now what do you want to be remembered for um like personally or musically or what I guess you could do both. You could do personally. Okay, so personally, what do you want to be remembered for? Well, um, I guess, <laughs> I guess for me, you know, uh, I don't know. I just want to be, I want to be remembered for always keeping it real and being myself and not like, um, you know, not, not taking like I said, not taking shortcuts or 
or whatever, you know, I, I, uh, I feel like I've always, you know, kind of just done my, done my own thing and put, put like what I've learned individually and creatively into what I'm doing, whatever, whatever it be in terms of art mm -hmm. is kind of like always how I've seen it. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think a lot of people would testify to that. And I guess, um, I guess musically, uh, I don't know. I still feel like, I still feel like I'm always evolving and learning more musically. I, I, I personally definitely want to get back more into, um, some live instrument type of stuff. Like piano and guitar or something outside well, of that? Well, definitely guitar. Uh -huh. And possibly drums and, and maybe, I don't know, I mean. Ooh, drums. Taking, taking, uh, taking it to the next level, you know? My current roommate used to go by two owls and um, he's kind of shifted lanes and like really inspired me to like get back in touch with live instrumentation and like actually touching and feeling things and like doing things musically mm. in the moment. Um, okay. Because producing on a computer is like, you definitely get into a zone, but it's, 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 it's inspired me to like get back into right. really feeling it. Oh, Elenium, hey, look at that. Oh. Bam. I wonder who put that on. That's sick. <gasps> Certainly goals, but I don't define myself or like my career by, you know, like, like yeah, it'd be fucking, it'd be awesome to get a Grammy one day, or you know, play this or that. But I kind of define define it as like, in terms of my own my own achievements and my own breakthroughs, you know. This is one half of Pixel Terror, Bentley. The Terror. The Terror. <laughs> Should I move to LA for Icon Collective or take a gap year and learn on my own? I'll go with your gut on that. To be honest. People just need like the the discipline of like being in class and like having having deadlines and working with people which is fine I, I think everyone should do that and all, icon also creates a, a really strong community of people that you know like will help each other out for you know for for years to come uh, but I also know some people who aren't doing shit after icon so it's really dependent on you and uh, what you, what kind of vision you have for yourself as an artist. Uh, personally, I didn't go to Icon, so I would have to go for learning on your own, but that also comes down to being able to set your own deadlines and having your own goals and actually actually doing them, you know? What's your favorite ice cream? Uh, <laughs> damn. Uh, I have to say Rocky Road. What are the cons of being in a duo? Um, uh, the cons are obviously disagreeing on, on kind of like, you know, w with music, it's so, it's very hard because things are, things are very objective with music. Like you could, like somebody could think something is complete trash, but to 10,000 people, it's, it's dope. You know what I'm saying? So it's really tough, especially because we come from different backgrounds. Like I definitely grew up on more rock and screamo and that kind of stuff. 
and Ari grew up more on like R&B and hip hop and which which is also a con because we have like different influences and then it's just it's really just kind of like defining and communicating together like figuring out what's objectively good about something and and then like you know weighing out the the bad or something that's like maybe not not as timeless like we always try to we always try to make quality like quality try to make everything quality and, and ti you know timeless yeah. uh, okay last question what's your dream collab probably say dj snake or diplo Ooh, those are good. um just because they've they've sort of they've sort of gone above and beyond edm on their and their in their own respects but i you know i i also say if i'm going if i'm going really crazy i'd say muse yeah. okay well this is bentley thank you for coming to my ted talk yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Sweet, guys. let's go eat